Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Today's episode is, of course, brought to you by our more than 100 Patreon supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net, who not only give uh, enough to unlock this reward of the summer series, uh, but also help choose uh, what we would be doing this summer, which is the summer of Angela Lansbury. And this week, we're coming to Stars Over Hollywood. Stars Over Hollywood was an anthology series, and it ran for an extremely long time. Uh, it aired for 13 years, and uh, it was uh, came on CBS at uh, 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon uh, on Saturday which was not considered a great uh, time slot. Still today, if you listen to radio at 12.30 uh, in the afternoon on Saturday, you're generally not going to hear you know great programming just because there are so few people listening. But this was a successful series. Uh, it drew an audience. And, of course, it, as implied by the title, it had some really solid uh, Hollywood stars appearing in these sort of light uh, drama stories, uh, which were very popular with their audience. The original air date on today's program is May the 24th of 1952, and the title is The Experiment. This is Angela Lansbury with a welcome to Stars Over Hollywood, presented by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Your host for Carnation, Art Ballinger. Welcome to Hollywood, home and workshop of the world's most glamorous people. Each week, Stars Over Hollywood presents in person the world's greatest stars, actors you've seen in motion pictures and heard on radio, such famous names as Joan Crawford, Cornell Wilde, Anita Louise. Today, Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk, brings you transcribed a star who is currently appearing in the King Brothers Technicolor production, Mutiny, Angela Lansbury. The story, The Experiment. Ladies, when you buy milk, remember that no other kind of milk has as many uses as carnation. Carnation for cooking. Carnation for coffee. Carnation for baby feeding. Yes, carnation is truly an all-purpose milk. You can use it just like cream, because undiluted carnation, as it pours from the can, has the consistency of good, rich cream. And there's cream in every drop. And when you need milk, double-rich carnation mixed with an equal amount of water gives you milk that's richer than your state standard for bottled milk. Yet amazingly enough, carnation costs a lot less than bottled milk and less than half as much as cream. So it's a fact. No other kind of milk has as many uses as carnation. No other kind of milk is so economical. Why not stock up on carnation evaporated milk the next time you shop? 
Act One of The Experiment, starring Angela Lansbury in the role of Margaret... Cold rain falls on the great gray prison. Armed guards silently shepherd a taut-faced young man from his cell toward the warden's office. Meantime, in that office, the warden is differing sharply with the attractive woman who is his visitor. And I repeat, Dr. Galloway, that you're risking your life in this experiment. You have the governor's authorization, warden. Yes, I know, I know. And if the circumstances were a little different... Meaning you expected a man? When I was told that Dr. Galloway would arrive this morning to choose a prisoner for an important medical experiment, why, naturally, I I'm thought... sorry to have disappointed you. Oh, it's not that. I'm considering the danger to which you're exposing yourself. I assure you, Warden, that I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself. In ordinary things, yes. This prisoner you want for your experiment is a murderer, convicted of cold-blooded first-degree murder. His sentence is 99 years. Lots of people think he should have gotten a chair. Harry Wisdom. I remember the case vaguely. Yeah, the guards are bringing him here now. We'll have police protection at the laboratory during the experiment. If you'd work here where we could give you real protection... Oh, it's impossible. I must have access to my own laboratory, my own apparatus. I'm, I'm too close now to let anything stop me. If there were another prisoner who'd qualify... Well, you only had two volunteers, and the other man was much too old. Your instructions were so explicit. The subject's chances of pulling through are so slim. Actually, I've every confidence in my treatment. But I wanted the risk clearly understood. In Risden's case, serving a 99-year sentence, he's got little to lose. Oh, here they are. Come in. They said you were ready to see me. That's right, Risden. Come in. All right, Sullivan. I'll take over now. I said this Dr. Galloway was here. I am. You must be Terry Risden. You're the doctor that's making this experiment? Yes. <laughs> they didn't tell me it was a woman. I hope that doesn't prejudice you against the experiment. Prejudice? Oh, why should it? Makes no difference to me who's in charge. Warden, I wonder if I might talk to Mr. Richard. I've known him for a few minutes. Yeah, all right. I'll be just out there. You won't mind answering a few questions, will you? Even if I do mind, what difference does that make? I'm your property from now on, Doctor. Would you mind telling me why you volunteer? I can't see that it makes any difference. You knew this was a dangerous experiment, that you might not live to it. And still... You can be quite a gambler, Doctor, when you've nothing to lose. You've been here a long time. A little over a year. Just 98 to go. If we're successful, Mr. Richardson, this can mean a great deal to a great many people. That's great. Have you ever known anyone who suffered from a rare blood disease? No, I can't say that I have. I guess it must be pretty bad. It is. I've worked a long time on this experiment. It means a great deal to me. When will we be leaving? In a few minutes. Mr. Risden, the warden seems to feel that I should be apprehensive about you. He thinks you're a dangerous man. The warden should know. Personally, I have every confidence in you, Mr. Risden. I'm glad you do, Doctor. I'm glad you do. This is the laboratory, Mr. Risden. Your room is here. Sorry about the bars on the windows. Oh, don't they? I'd miss them if they weren't there. We'll, we'll want to start early in the morning. I have to break down the blood cells before I can make my tests. Doctor, just one thing. Yes? Thanks. Thanks? For treating me like a human being. 
hasn't happened for almost two years. In the car coming here, I almost forgot that I... Well, anyhow, you're all right. In the laboratory here, we're two people doing a very big job, Mr. Lindsay. That's all. What you've done before or haven't done in the past doesn't matter. Succeeding is all that matters. You won't believe me, but I've got to say this. I didn't commit that murder they sentenced me for. It sounds ridiculous to say it, but I was framed. You shouldn't have assumed that I wouldn't believe you. I don't know exactly why, but I just had to tell you that. I'm glad. Do you, do you know who did kill the man? I know. A very smart gentleman named Piper. Tony Piper. He owns a nightclub uptown. He got rid of Weeks and me at the same time. Weeks was the murdered man? Yes, that's right. There was someone who could have... Well, that doesn't matter anymore. Well, I'm glad you told me. I would have asked, but I wasn't sure. I saw the lights in here. Oh, Susan, come on in. Mr. Risson, this is Susan Brown, my new laboratory assistant. Susan Brown? I'm glad to know you. How do you do, Mr. Risson? Tomorrow we start on the big job. I'll see both of you then. Coming, Susan? Well, I, uh, I just want to check this one culture, Dr. Alaka. All right. See you in the morning. What are you doing here? What did she mean? You were her assistant. Well, I read the volunteer that they were bringing you here. I've been working as a nurse and... Oh, I seem like a chance to help. Aren't you a little late with your help, Sue? Harry, I was wrong. I know it now. Please don't look at me like that. The doctor doesn't know that... You're my sister? No. Harry, why wouldn't you see me to prison? What does it matter now? It's all finished. It's not. Harry, I divorced Tony. I want to help you, please. What can you do? This place is surrounded by cops. Some way I'll manage it. Some way I'll get you out of here, Carrie, I promise. Sure, lousy floor show you've got here now, Tony. You love it. Thanks for the free criticism. The paying customers like it. Close the door. Yeah. You know, never was a drawing cat like Sue. Too bad you and her wife. Though. I was sick of it after the trial she got on my nerves. Oh, uh, speaking of the trial, what is I read in the papers that they let Terry Risen out of prison? But what are you talking about? <laughs> well, now don't tell me Tony Piper is still jumpy about the frame he built for his brother-in-law. You've got a great sense of humor, Pete. Maybe I should use you on my floor show. Well, Risen volunteered for some sort of medical experiment they're working on at the Patterson Clinic. He's here in town, then, huh? Very risky experiment, seems like. He asked for volunteers at the prison and Risden spoke up. Risky, you say? Uh, the guinea pig may not pull through. Maybe this doctor will do what the state wouldn't finish Risden off for me. Yeah, sure would be great. Now, not that you got anything to worry about, even as it is. As long as Risden's alive, Pete, there's always a chance, and I don't like chances. I prefer sure things. <laughs> I like the way you handle those instruments, Doctor. Give a man the impression that you really know what you're doing. Well, I have your confidence at least, Terry. Now, if I can just do as good a job on the medical world... I guess some of the boys don't think you're on the right track, huh? A great many don't. It's not a simple problem. And the fact that I'm a woman... Terry, the breakdown is complete in your blood cells now. So all you have to do now is cure me. I think you can do it. Thanks. What did you do before 
Me? I was a reporter. I went in for exposés. And that's how you happened to get into trouble? Mm, that's right. My... Someone I knew worked for Piper. I was sure he was using that nightclub as sort of a front. Just when I was beginning to get some evidence, I found myself standing over Ed Weeks' body with a gun in my hand. Unfortunately, Ed and I had had a few words not long before. So it was the perfect frame. And you think that Piper killed Weeks? I think. I know he did. All the evidence against me was circumstantial. was planted. So Piper got rid of Weeks and me. Have you appealed? I appealed. My appeal was denied. Margaret, you believe me, don't you? You really believe me? Yes. Yes, I do. I've no right to tell you this. We were going to keep the past out of the laboratory, weren't we? Sometimes it's not as easy to control an experiment as we'd like it to be. If you can believe me, Margaret, there's hope. Of course there's hope. Why, after you're well again... Hey, if I'm well again. I believe in you. Can't you return the compliment? If you knew how much I've come to believe in you. Count on you. Together, Terry, we can clear you. I know we can. Together. But now we've got to make you well again. That's first. Giving you back your health. I have to go back to the hospital this afternoon, Susan. You're to keep hourly records of Mr. Risden's pulse, temperature, and blood pressure. Yes, Dr. Galloway. How are we doing, Doctor? It, it is slower than I thought. Too early, really, to tell, I guess. I don't feel so good. You just rest. Call me at the hospital if there's any marked change. Yes, Doctor. Remember, Susan, hourly records. That data will be very important later. I'll remember, Doctor. Carrie. She might hear you. Carrie, I think I can get you out of here. After six o'clock, there are only two policemen, O'Brien in back and Schwartz in front. So? Well, I've played up to O'Brien. I take him hot coffee every night. Now, when the time comes, I'll put something in his coffee. No, it wouldn't work, So Just forget it. Can't forget it. Terry, I know what I did to you. I, I should have testified at the trial, but Tony wouldn't let me. I could have saved you. Please forgive me, Tony. Now, don't cry, Sue. You were only a scared kid. I'll smuggle you a gun, too. Well, we ought to try it what, Saturday at the latest. O'Brien may be shifted next week. See, this is Tuesday. Sue, I may not be able to go. The experiment shouldn't work. I'm so weak now. Terry, if we don't try it Saturday, there may not be another chance. Dr. Galloway said she'd try to help me. She says that now, but what could she do? You've got to take this chance when it comes, Terry. Saturday night. Saturday night. So the curtain falls on the first act of today's radio drama, The Experiment, starring Angela Lansbury and brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Before we return to the second act, here's Carnation's home service director, Mary Blake, to tell you how to make Memorial Day a day more to be remembered than ever. Mary? Thank you, Art. Mine is a picnic suggestion, naturally, because Memorial Day is a great day for picnics, as everybody knows. And a great dish for picnics? is fried chicken. Mm, make mine crispy and tender, Mary. That's something we leave to carnation, Art. Because the best way to get a crisp outside crust on fried chicken and at the same time keep the inside moist and tender 
is to prepare it with carnation evaporated milk. Sounds simple. All you do is to dip the chicken in one half cup undiluted carnation, then in a half cup seasoned cornmeal. One half cup carnation and one half cup cornmeal. And fry in the usual way, I That's suppose. That's right, Art. And it's the quickest way I know to have delicious fried chicken. Delicious, friends, because there's no other kind of milk quite like carnation evaporated milk. Carnation is more than double rich, so it adds richness to any recipe. And carnation is heat refined, which means smoother blending with other ingredients. And there's no better proof of carnation superiority in cooking than in fried chicken made the carnation way. I hope you'll try it for your Memorial Day picnic. Yes, friends, by all means, try carnation in your fried chicken batter, as Mary Blake suggests. The delicious results will convince you that carnation performs cooking miracles not possible with any other kind of milk. Get in the habit of cooking regularly with carnation, the milk from contented cows. Turn now to the second act of The Experiment, starring Angela Lansbury in the role of Margaret Galloway. I think that we're beginning to make a little better. I should know by late Thursday night or Friday morning. Good. I'll know by Saturday. One way or the other. Won't we? We'll know by then. Harry, if, if we should succeed, I may have another favor to ask you. Oh? At the hospital, there's a child, a little girl. She isn't expected to live. All the specialists have been consulted, and they've given up. It's the same blood disease. If you react favorably, and if we could then give her a transfusion, she might have a chance. Just a fighting chance. Transfusion? The process is still so slow, I... I wouldn't have the time to treat her as I have you. But if through a transfusion we could gain a little time... It might save her life. It might. Look, I, I've no right to ask this of you, Terry. And I'm not even sure that child's parents will allow it. You can count on me, Margaret. I've been thinking about you, Terry. I mean, what we can do after. Hey, how did anyone as pretty as you ever end up in a laboratory, anyway? Oh, it's a long story. I was very much in love once. Oh? He died. He had a blood disease. I see. Things like that shape our lives. Because of... Because the man you loved died. Other people. Thousands of them, maybe. We'll get a chance to live. Whatever happens, this... This being here with you... It's done something for me. Done something? I came here fed up with the world. I knew there wasn't... Any decent human being alive. Whatever happens to me now, I've got a fresh slant on things. I'm glad, Terry. I, I guess I'd better check that pulse. Hi, Tony. What's the matter with you, Pete? What's the idea of busting in on me like this? Look, I found out where your ex-wife is. What do I care where Sue is now? She can't do me any harm. Yeah, that's what you think. She's working at a laboratory where they got a brother. What? Those two are together? Yeah. I thought he wouldn't speak to her. She'll probably try to help him make a break. And if he gets out, you know who we'll want to see first. Where is this clinic I got risen? 
The river drive is pretty far out. You want to come with me? Yeah, sure, why not? I'm going to personally see that Risen doesn't make a break. How are you feeling, Terry? Stronger. I think I'm just weak from being off my feet for so long. Terry, I just talked to the parents of that child. They'll take the chance, if you will. You mean the transfusion? I shouldn't have asked you to do it, but she's an only child. She can't live 24 hours in life. This is Saturday. Yes. It's almost eight. Eight? Yes. I can be back with the child in an hour. It's up to you, Terry. All right. I'll do it. Oh, Terry, Terry. You're such a wonderful person. Just, just rest until I get back. I'll be an hour at the most. Okay, Margaret. Oh, what am I going to do? Can't walk out on her and the little girl. What am I going to do? Terry. Terry, she's gone. Not my friends. You've, you've given the cop that stuff. She'll be asleep in another five minutes. But we've got to hurry. I don't know how long it lasts. She's gone after the little girl. The one who needs a transfusion. I'm thinking of staying. She's counting on me. You'll never get another chance. Once the policeman comes to, we're finished. We've got to hurry. She'd understand. I've got to think of myself. It doesn't matter whether she understands or not. Here. Here's a gun. Now, hurry. I'll help you. Every second counts, Terry. Every second. No, I can't walk out on Margaret and the little girl. I just can't do it. You're in love with her, aren't you? Yes. But that's only part of it. The biggest part. Look, Terry, if she loves you, she'd want you to save yourself. Now, please. It's no use. I can't run away from this, Sue. I'd never be able to forget that she counted on me and I let her down. Oh, you're so weak. We probably couldn't have made it anyway. Maybe after the transfusion. Oh, that and won't sleep forever. I'm sorry, Sue. I suppose I'm a fool, but that's the way it is. When I should have helped you, I didn't. And now when I try to help, you won't let me. How dare you? They'll take you back from me. Margaret thinks we have a chance of reopening the case. Well, I tried. At least I tried. Of course you did. We're all square, Sue. You've got no reason to blame yourself anymore. Someone just came in. She must be back with the little girl. Dr. Galloway? Not exactly, baby. Not exactly. Tell me. Piper, for Fetty. That's right. Now, ain't this a picture, Tony? Been missing you at the club, Sue. But I can't say I've missed your newspaper articles, Sue. How did you two get in here? Since you doped the cop, we decided to come in and pay a little social call. Yeah, we thought you two might be planning a trip. Well, you thought wrong. Why else would you dope the cop? You had it all figured out, didn't you, Risen? You were going to get out of here and even things with me with the help of my pretty ex-wife. Tony. I did plan a break, but I changed my mind. When you saw this gun in my hand? No, before you came in. I got news for you, Risen. You and Sue are going to be found dead right here in this laboratory. You, Tony. How do you figure that, Piper? I'm going to blast you. Only when the cops find you, they're going to see it as a suicide pact. They'll know Sue's your sister, figure she sneaked a gun into you and that you killed her and yourself rather than go back to prison. Another frame-up, eh, Piper? Even better than before. What was that? I didn't hear anything. Yeah, that's right, Terry. Another frame. Fits you even better than the last one. That cop out there will know Sue drugged him. It's perfect. Both of you will be out of my way permanently. How long do you think you can keep this up, Piper? Framing people, I mean. There'll be no questions asked this time. There weren't many asked the last time. When you shot Weeks. Not many people knew I had such a good reason for killing Weeks. And then you were very smart about trapping me. I had such good bait. I knew you wouldn't want anything to happen to Sue. You won't get away with this, Tony. There's a policeman on the front door. When he hears the shot... When he hears the shot, he'll come running in and find the two of you dead. The gun in Riston's hand. And me and Pete will be long gone. Come on, Tony. We better get with it. 
I've been going to sleep forever. Yeah, right. Sorry to do this, baby. If you'd played it Tony's way... Put that gun down, Tony. There isn't got a gun. Jerry! Jerry! Keep down! Still down! Put your hands up. Quit! Stop! Peter, you hurt. My shoulder! All right, let's have those guns. Back against the wall, you. Harry, Susan, you all right? Sure. We're all right. Pete's the only one that got hurt. So where did you come from? Well, I came in the back entrance and found O'Brien. I brought him around and he and I got swore. We heard everything. You heard what Piper said about the frame-up? Yes. I'd better call a squad car and an ambulance. Oh, I'm so glad I smuggled that gun. Yeah, saved our lives. You, you were going to break out? Never intended to. It was my idea. You see, Dr. Gallagher, I'm very sick. Did you bring the little girl? Yes, but, but are you sure that you Let's want to? Let's when Dr. Margaret Galloway concluded the presentation of evidence, the entire association rose as a man to give her a resounding ovation. And this tireless doctor's experiments were translated into practical techniques that will mean the saving of scores of lives yearly. The entire civilized world might well join the association in its tribute to Dr. Galloway. Satisfied? And patient. Recognition of my work, beautifully reported to the public by the man I love. <laughs> well, considering I'm a little rusty, I thought it was a pretty well written story. As my husband, dear, you'll forget gangsters and racketeers and concentrate on microbes and sciences. <laughs> You're the doctor. What a wonderful conclusion to the most successful experiment of our career. <laughs> And so the curtain comes down on the final act of the experiment. This week's Stars Over Hollywood show is presented by Carnation Evaporated Milk and starring Angela Lansbury. In just a moment, we'll have news about next week's show. Meantime, how about a curtain call, Angela? Well, I'd like that very much, Arthur. And, Angela, this might be a very good time to take a second bow as the mother of a new and healthy baby boy, four-month-old Anthony Peter Shaw. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it, Art, because I would have otherwise. My husband and I are so completely delighted we can talk of nothing else. Well, that's natural enough, Angela. As with any new parents, you find that baby is the most important element in your life. And for that very reason, I'm sure you're starting young Anthony off on carnation evaporated milk. We are. So many mothers do these days. After all, there's no finer milk you can give a baby than Carnation. With all the growing there is to be done, babies certainly can use Carnation's wonderful supply of milk minerals and vitamin D, bones and teeth, you know. And besides that, Carnation is ever so easy on babies' delicate digestive systems. Doubly safe, too. Carnation is pasteurized and then sterilized after the can is sealed. So all in all... It's really no wonder eight out of ten mothers who use Carnation say their doctor recommended it. It's definitely the milk every doctor knows. Angela, yours was truly a great performance today. And in appreciation, we'd like you to have something that holds special significance for any Carnation mother. This bouquet of red and white Carnations. Just like those pictured on every can of Carnation evaporated milk. Why, aren't they simply beautiful? Thank you. And Art, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you young girls listening that there's a career of great interest and service waiting for you as an armed forces or civilian nurse. Inquire at your nearest hospital or collegiate school of nursing the very first chance you get. 
Now, may I ask what you have planned for next week's show? Well, our star on next Saturday's Stars Over Hollywood show will be Anita Louise. That's wonderful. And the story? It's a dramatic play about a girl who has two separate personalities and finds the way to decide between them. The title is Moonlight Sonata. Mm, sounds good. I won't miss it. And now, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Angela Lansbury. The story on today's Stars Over Hollywood was written by John McGreevy. Supporting Miss Lansbury were David Ellis, Lillian Baez, Bill Conrad, Tony Barrett, and Joe Duvall. Music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey, and the program was transcribed and directed by Don Clark. Ladies, when you shop for groceries today, be sure to have Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk, on your shopping list. No other kind of milk has as many uses as Carnation. Carnation for cooking. Carnation for coffee. Carnation for baby feeding. Good, good, good. For milk that's extra good, you should get the brand that's called Carnation. Rich, rich, rich. For milk that's creamy rich, you should get the brand that's called Carnation. for the Carnation Company and stars over Hollywood, this is Art Ballinger suggesting that you be sure to see the George Burns and Gracie Allen television show brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Tune in every Saturday and hear the world's greatest motion picture stars in person on Stars Over Hollywood. Next Saturday, we are proud to present Anita Louise in Moonlight Sonata. Stay tuned now for Grand Central Station, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Stars Over Hollywood comes to you from our Hollywood studios and is heard in Canada over the Dominion Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Welcome back. Well, an interesting story. Uh, like I said, uh, stars over Hollywood typically did lighter dramas. And so this is a light dramatic take on this whole uh, thing with, I will say, the sister trying to hatch an escape plan seemed, you know, and particularly her having this idea while he was suffering with this disease really seemed a bit impractical because as she was talking about this, the way the actor was playing the guy, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, it is somewhat of an interesting subject, I think, particularly as time's, go uh, time's gone on, because while it's a light subject, the whole area of prisoner experimentation oh, is a bit of a controversial one. And in fact, there were some pretty serious abuses of it uh, in the 1950s. Uh, for example, they had prisons where uh, hundreds of women were injected with uh, viral hepatitis. And uh, you had others where live cancer cells were introduced into patients, you know, really without their uh, knowledge of what was going on. So it's interesting to see Angela Lansbury's character being a lot more ethical, even while unbeknownst to a lot of the audience, there were some real abuses going on in this sort of thing at the time. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. 
We'll be back next week with another episode of The Summer of Angela Lansbury and, of course, actually another episode of Stars Over Hollywood. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.